welcome back to another episode of Mandated, where we're focused on helping men and young men walk in their authority of their mandate. You may ask, what does mandate mean? Well, let me tell you. Mandate is defined as the authority to act a certain way or the authority to carry out a policy or a course of action. So how does that apply to a man? Well, a mandated man is one that has the authority to act on a given directive. Hey, this is your host, Selwyn Robbins. Today is July 15th, 2020. I'm glad to be able to speak to you fellas once again. It is always a joy. I trust that you guys are staying safe while we're in the midst of this global pandemic called COVID-19. Here in Texas alone, we are facing uh, about 274,000 confirmed cases and unfortunately, uh, just over 3,300 deaths. So we pray everyone is adhering to the local guidelines, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, uh, so that we are continuing to build a healthier a community and nation as well. You know, this is a trying time, one that we have never faced before. So I truly believe personally that we all need to come together, rally around um, this one cause of becoming healthy. All right. Well, hey, real quick, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to pick up on a conversation we left off on, and that is speaking about identity. <music> all right well welcome back i'm glad to be with you guys once again so as i said before we went into break we're going to come back and continue our conversation about identity uh the last time on the show i had my guest my wife co-hosting with me and we were speaking about identity in regards and more specifically to a baby in a mother's womb, uh, that being their first world and how the identity um, in regard somewhat starts right there at that particular time throughout uh, those trimesters. And in that child's growth, they're being fed from different ways. Uh, First and foremost, you know, nutrition, you know, what the mother eats, the baby eats. Um, and that is not always true because we know the mother's appetite will change according to what the baby wants, you know, and we've all heard those stories. But the identity is also formed from the touch between both the mother and the father, the sounds from both the mother and the father and the different environments that uh, that child is exposed to. And then continues, of course, to grow to a certain um, age and then gets prepared uh, to turn, that is, for the delivery going through the birthing canal. So in this, we still are going to speak about identity, but I want to come from a different viewpoint tonight, and that's going to be uh, more, it's really spiritual based. And this tonight is going to come from uh, Judges 6, uh, verses 12 through 16. And this is the story of uh, Gideon. And as I've said before, in order for us to walk out our mandate, the authority that we've been given, we need to know who we truly are, our identity, the things that make us up in order to move forward with what has been planned in our life. What is our purpose? What is our destiny? So let's get into this tonight. So in Judges uh, chapter six, we're actually going to start at verse 11. And it says this, 
Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abrazite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Wow. Wow. What a salutation to have. Man, I, I've never been greeted that way. And man, I, I like it myself. You know, I wish somebody would call me a mighty man of valor. <laughs> um, but, you know, just in that salutation, it quickly reminds me of how uh, the angel of the Lord spoke to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and said, uh, you are highly favored among women. Can you just imagine someone addressing you in such a way that um, lifts you up or should lift you up, should encourage you, should make you feel strong and necessary. Well, you know, in, in those things there, uh, I would love to say that uh, Gideon had felt that way, but the story is a little bit interesting in that his reply or our rep reply, either internally or visually expressive, is like Gideon. And what he does he totally misses the salutation and moves into his frustration. How? Well, let's go to this. In verse 13, uh, Gideon said to him, and said, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and has delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Well, why is Gideon missing what the way he is greeted and going straight to the frustration? Well, it's because he's under pressure right now. As verse 11 has stated, he is uh, threshing wheat in a wine press, and that is totally out of the norm. He's doing something different in order to get a different result, um, which is great in itself, but and now puts him in a place that he's not accustomed to. And men or young men, have you or are you right now in a place, have been in a place that you are not accustomed to and now have to operate uh, differently? And I have to say today, we definitely are because of COVID-19. We, of course, have been forced back into the home, which I, I think is a great thing, but now we've had to change our daily routine. We've had to accommodate uh, more people. We've had to um, make necessary changes in order for life to still go on. So this is what Gideon is doing. He's made the necessary change here with the uh, wheat in the wine press in order for life to go on, despite what the enemy is doing. And man, I want to encourage you um, in that particular word right there, despite what the enemy is doing, you still have to press on. You may need to find a different way of doing it, but you still need to press on. And I think that really is a great caveat to have here is that when things are not working the way they used to, now it's time to find another way to work. What is the uh, saying? It says, you know, it's crazy to continue doing the same thing uh, expecting different results. Well, we have to do something different to get different results, of course. So let's do what we need to, um, as Gideon is, to make sure that we're still making ends meet 
and right now, let me add this here, is that because of the pandemic going on, a lot of people have lost their jobs. So now they've had to find side gigs, you know, uh, for instance, you know, back in 2014, I had lost my job. Um, it was a good paying job. And of course, you know, it was let go. And then that following year, I'm like, okay, what is it that I need to do in order to still meet my light bill, my phone bill, my car note, um, my apartment note or rent or whatnot? Well, what I ended up doing was going back to something I did was as a kid, and that was cutting yards. Wow. I'm telling you, that helped me so much uh, along with uh, people helping me out financially just as well. But I had to do something different in order to get different results to make uh, my ends meet. So in this particular thing of um, of Gideon, you know, this is where his identity. Let's go this way. His identity is also forming just as well, because now what he is doing is he's created a new way of doing something. So if they needed to thresh wheat a different way, hey, we got the wine press to do it, right? Cool. So that's what he's doing here. He's building um, the identity, not just for himself, but for his people uh, just as well. But even in this, you know, he questions God. And I believe we've all came to a point that we have. And I don't believe there's anything wrong with that. Matter of fact, God wants you to question him in the sense of, hey, what is going on? He doesn't want us to forget him for sure, but he wants us to question because that's how we're going to get the answers. But we have to watch how far we go. So as he's saying here, you know, where were you? You know, I heard all these good things about you, but I don't see you acting anywhere now in my life because I have an enemy at my doorstep and now I have to do something different that I don't want to do, but I have to do in order to survive. And that's those are all valid reasons. But we have to check ourselves because, you know, that kind of puts us in the position of Job because Job tried to check God, but God checked Job. And he told us, like, okay, well, where were you when I was speaking life into this world? Where were you when I was uh, forming the earth? Where were you when I was uh, putting the water on the land? Where were you when I was creating birds of the air, the beasts of the field? Where were you when I was doing all this? And I want to bring this point here. For the children of Israel, they have always went in a cyclical life, meaning they've went in a circle we know for 40 years because of disobedience and because of disobedience they ended up um dying off in the wilderness and they ended up going through a cycle of life where one season they were obedient the next they were disobedient another they were obedient they were being blessed by god then god had to discipline them because of disobedience and when we take the time to sit down and check our history we'll realize God has always been there, but we were the ones that left. And wow, you know, that, that really hits home when you think about your past life, when all the things that you used to do that were contrary to the word of God, but he still stayed with you. Even when we were running, even when you went to the drug house, even when you were drinking uh, too much, even when you were uh, giving your body away with no problem, even when you were blaspheming, even if you were speaking against him, he was still there because he knew who you were. And in that, let me go here. In verse 13, it says, then the Lord turned him, turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? 
Wow. Go in this might of yours. And might, the word might is translated as koach uh, in the Hebrew. And look at how Gideon is now being addressed the second time. The first time he's addressed by a title, a mighty man of God. But this time, the Lord went a little bit deeper and said, in this might of yours. Now, let me be clear. We cannot do anything in and of ourselves apart from Christ. What he is saying here is that there's something deep down in you, this might, this power, this strength, that's going to allow the children of Israel to be saved. Gentlemen, young men, what is that thing inside of you that's going to allow you to help your family prosper? What is that thing inside of you that's going to allow you to um, be promoted at your job? What is that thing inside of you that's going to allow you to become a successful entrepreneur? What is that thing inside of you that's going to help you build uh, that organization or that ministry? What is that thing inside of you? Well, if you don't know, you better find out, right? Why? Because everything and every person attached to you is going to depend on how you move according to your identity. And I'll say this from a personal story. As a kid, I remember being um, part of the uh, church plays, you know, the seasonal plays. And one time they had me play the preacher. And I'm like, man, why in the world did y'all get me? Y'all already know I don't want to be here on a Sunday. But they got me to play the preacher. And this was the story of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. They gave me um, Pastor Lewis's robe. Now, mind you, Pastor Lewis was about six feet tall and I'm like five, five. So imagine that. But anyway, my part came up and I had the Bible in my hand and I walked up the stage and I preached the word that they gave me right after that. My uncle, well, he's actually my cousin, but I call him my uncle. His name is also Selwyn. He started calling me Preacher Selwyn. And I said, what? Ain't no way. I don't know where they got that from. Not until years later did I, did I actually grab hold of that. Because I didn't know what was inside of me until that moment I got on stage. And even then, I really didn't even see it. Someone else did. And let me tell you this from a mentor-mentee standpoint. When you are speaking life into somebody, don't just speak life. Give them an opportunity to walk it out. Give them an opportunity to exercise that word that you've given them because that is how somebody is truly built. You cannot just leave them with a word or with a seed and not water it. Because the thing is, they don't know how to water it themselves because it wasn't a word. It wasn't a seed that they planted. Someone else did. So this is the struggle that we face um, as young men and even adult men is that we are working to fight for our identity today. Um, as you know, you know, this world really, for the most part, sees men as buffoons, unfortunately, because of social media, you know, the television shows that we grew up with. Uh, I mean, I've seen them. There was probably one there were less than a handful of strong men or strong characters that I saw. That was James Evans uh, from Good Times, you know, uh, Clint Eastwood. Those were strong characters to me. But it's not factual because it's not in front of me. So that show goes off every half hour or maybe every two hours, but it's not something that I could live with daily. So as men, we 
we we are still searching for our identity but that's a good thing because we want to find it it's a bad thing when you want to stop and no longer um search for that for yourself because it's very vital especially in this day and time with i tell you this right now and i will explore this a little bit later in the uh coming chapters of judges six and gideon's story that this world right now is fighting for identity it really is uh, but i don't want to go into all that right now we'll definitely get some time so as the lord tells him about his might gideon replies in that is verse 15 he replies the way many people just might he says well hold on my tribe is the least of all and matter of fact my family is the least of all this is what he says in 15. he says oh my lord how can i save israel indeed my clan is the weakest in manasseh and i am the least in my father's house hmm. Hmm. he is speaking truly from the heart because this is what he sees and this is what he knows this is something that is not just as of as of today but this has been generations that his tribe is the least his his clan is the least in manasseh and he's the least in his household um and it's so weird for him to hear someone trying to tell him that he is a mighty man of valor and that he has might when nothing in his life supports that statement nothing so how is he supposed to act upon that right hmm. well what i understand about god is that when he has given you a word or has given you a vision he's going to have to provision for it and he's going to walk with you in that word to build you up to where you need to be because this is about our purpose and our destiny so as we continue this we have to make sure that we're continuing to explore who we are and not just getting stagnant and not just settling this world is ever changing, so we do have to adapt to it. There are things that we never thought that we could do, but now we've been put in a position to do something new, such as Gideon. And I know for myself, as I had mentioned with cutting the yards, I, yes, I did that back when I was a kid, but I hadn't thought about it as a life-saving um, avenue at all. And it literally was. I was able to do what I needed to for my obligations. Um, and in that, I could see how that particular talent could have turned into a full-time entrepreneurial um, opportunity. Do you understand this, guys? Identity. You are called men and young men. We have to come out of the woodworks. We have to come down from the mountains. We have to come out from the bushes and the caves and take our rightful place. I hope you're hearing me on this. All right, guys, that's going to be it for today. Remember, you are called men. And once you hear the call, don't be fearful of it, but run to it. Guys, my whole thing about mandated man is that I'm here to help. By all means, please leave me a message, send me an email. I would love to be able to uh, speak with you further if there's anything I can help you with. Uh, by all means, please communicate with me because we don't just want to speak this thing. We want to live this thing and be better for those that are around us.
All right, guys, we'll be back and we'll continue uh, next week in the story of Judges 6 with Gideon and the identity of called men. Thank you.